0: Welcome to the Blue Dot Podcast. Please join us as we discuss what's happening in Harrison County, Indiana. Hey, Harrison County, I'm Elmer Ramos.
1: And I'm Graylin Porter, and you're listening to the Blue Dot Podcast. to episode 35 of the Blue Dot Podcast. Today, I'm actually joined by a co-host. Sarah Blessing is co-hosting with me today. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Thanks for we're having so me. We're so glad to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're excited to bring in some, some co-hosts. You'll hear more about it in an upcoming episode, but we're really glad to have Sarah on today. And we've got a really, really important topic today. You know, we wanted to talk about this and it's really, really hard to talk about. So we're going to talk about the recent Supreme Court developments with the possible overturn of Roe v. Wade and what it means for people here in Harrison County. Obviously, women throughout the country, but we're going to try and talk about what could happen in Indiana and what could happen to people that we know and love if this is going to happen, um, which, you know, I feel like it's probably going to happen. What do you think?
0: Yeah, it's, it does seem like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's pretty scary. It is. It's really, really scary. And I don't really care about the political like disagreement about the issue. That's not really why we're here. I mean, we want to inform people as much as we can what we think, why we think what we think. But I think anybody can admit, even if you are on the other side of the aisle of of us, that it is scary. The possibility of this happening is scary for people. And I just really want people,
0: if anybody is listening to this that wants abortion to be illegal and thinks of, oh, killing babies, that's horrible. I would just really like you to hear my story and Mm -hmm. just realize this is talking about a lot more than just that. Yes.
1: Yes, and this we're going to hear this is the first hear... time I
0: personally feel like my rights are yes, are being attacked.
1: Yes. It's yes.
0: it's different. Yes, it is different.
1: <laughs> and and I'm really really interested to hear your story because I actually haven't heard it before. So I'm I'm really eager to hear it. And as far as local news, we we don't have a lot to to today but we're in the middle of the Pickleball Court Parks Department issue. I'm sure we'll have another episode or we probably already have by this time when this comes out. I don't <laughs> know. But we're in the middle of that. The, the response has been absolutely overwhelming. Yeah. It, from this, the bonus episode that we did together and then the stuff that's out on Facebook. It's just it's been wild to see a, a community so united.
0: Yeah. Way to go. community! Way to go. uh, Members of Palmyra, like community members. I'm just so proud of you all. Thank you for caring and helping because it's really amazing. I'm hoping hoping we can do some good with this.
1: Yeah. And I think the pickleball people have really kind of stepped up and have decided to join the fight as well, which is really good because I think at first they were a little upset. Rightly so. We were kind of Sabotaging their, <laughs> their their initiative, but they know that we're right that those playgrounds are absolutely horrible, and so I think that they're trying to help us, and that's great. great. So, all right, we'll take a little break, and then we'll get right into hearing your story and talking about some really hard stuff. If you love getting local updates from the Blue Dot, consider making a donation by visiting bluehc.com/donate. Blue Dot is made up entirely of volunteers, and all donations go towards reaching out into the community and bring you the information you deserve. Any contributions will make a significant impact. Please visit blue.hc.com slash donate to make your contributions. Thank you so much. All right. So, Sarah, I know that you have a personal story about this issue, and we I don't feel like we need to give a background to people listening. I think they probably know what's going on. Nationally right. um, yes, that there was a leak <laughs> a, a leak of a draft opinion that it's very likely that uh Ro- Roe v Wade is going to be overturned fairly soon and soon too, yeah, yeah very soon, and so uh we have been thinking about how we wanted to talk about this because. You know, for a while, I I was really kind of intent on keeping the podcast to local like hyper local issues. But right. Every once in a while, there's something that just seems way too important that you can't just pretend it's not happening because it'll affect all of us Mm -hmm. in
0: Indiana. Most likely, Indiana will make abortion illegal if Roe v. Wade is overturned.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so you have a a, per, a personal story about yes. and and then I think uh, a lot of people have have said this in a lot better ways than I can but when there comes to an issue like this hearing people's personal stories it really helps you understand the right. the opposite perspective. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So now is the time if you have your own story to share that. And I'm going to share mine with you because I feel totally comfortable with people knowing. And I hope it helps some of you understand the seriousness of of what could be coming. So I have never had an unwanted pregnancy. I am one of those people that it's always been very hard to get pregnant, which is mm-hmm. about 20 percent of couples struggle with infertility, it Just took a lot. two and a half. I mean, yeah, 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 it it took two and a half years to have Micah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I felt like he was my miracle baby. Then I had him with my ex husband. I met. I got divorced when Micah was around two. I met Chris when Micah was four and a half, and we got married when Micah was six and a half. Mm-hmm. Chris really wanted to have more children and I told him I would that we could try, but I might not be able to. Yeah. So we got married in 2017 and then maybe it was 20, no 2016. Sorry. We yeah. got married In 2016, 2017 in the fall, I was really happy that I was pregnant mm-hmm. and Micah had been wanting to be a big brother for years. <laughs> we gave him a shirt that said he was going to be a big Aww. brother. It was really sweet. I went to my first appointment at the OBGYN. Everything was great. And then pregnancy went along further and I went for my second appointment and Micah was so excited he wanted to come for the ultrasound. So um, I took a half day off of school. We got Micah out of school. Chris came. We went to the OBGYN. We went to the ultrasound and we found out the devastating news that I had a miscarriage. Mm. It was pretty sad. I remember Micah hugging me and saying, You still have me, mom. I love Aww. you. We're all crying. It was it was pretty hard. And then Dr. Riley, my OBGYN, she's amazing. She said, since the pregnancy was sort of far along, that I needed medical help getting the pregnancy out. Mm-hmm. So I needed to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. She issued she called in a prescription for a pill, mm-hmm. and I went home and that and then waited until at night and I like inserted the pill and it was Mm -hmm. a really terrifying and awful experience. I can imagine. Thankfully, I knew one friend that told me what it was like. So I knew what it was like, because it would have been surprising. So it was like extremely painful, Mm -hmm. broke out in sweat. And I Mm -hmm. almost passed out from the pain of the, of all the blood coming Mm -hmm. now and I'm crying and sobbing. And so this was a an abortion and if abortion was illegal in indiana at the time before i could have gotten that needed treatment i would have had to or the doctor would have had to we would have had to go through the government to get proper paperwork before i could get that medical procedure to prove that it was not an unwanted pregnancy but that it was a miscarriage i can't
1: even i just i it's hard for me to listen to you talk <laughs> because I'm I, just I, so angry.
0: I can't imagine adding to the fact that the government exactly. doesn't trust me over my own body, and I would have to prove to the government that no, I need to do this for my health when you're already safety. at the bottom of when your we mental are, capacity like if you have hard, nothing you know, left. It's already hard for me to have a, you know, we were just so blessed and so excited about this baby. So I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. what that's like (laughs) and any woman that's gone through that along with me just my my love is there for you because I know what it's like and it's hard and I had a great family supporting me and I'm sure not every woman has that Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine adding the government to that
1: (laughs) yeah and having to it's almost like an insurance nightmare with a, a house having to make a claim it's like it's one of those horrific bureaucratic awful right uh processes right. let's add government red tape yeah to this. while you're yeah. going through one of the most <laughs> right. devastating emotional experiences you can have right absolutely mind-boggling dehumanizing and i just it, it just makes me angry that 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 this is even something we have to talk about right i know i know it, it,
0: so my story does not end there <laughs> okay a few months later it was january i immediately knew i was pregnant coffee did not taste sound good to me that's usually Uh my cue okay and the doctors wanted to the doctor wanted to see me right away since i had just had a miscarriage in the fall Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: i also got migraines just a Mm -hmm. constant migraine that would not go away my husband and i go together to our first ultrasound and I'm hoping the baby's going to be okay. You know, we've had this experience. The ultrasound technician, I'm like, is the baby okay? And she's like, um, there, are, there are three heartbeats. There are three babies. Oh my God. I had had several weeks of a migraine from the hormones of three babies. So mm-hmm. I was a little overwhelmed. How do I go to the grocery with three? baby.
1: <laughs> that's, I love husband. that. That's the first thing most people think about is like, how do I go it's to like,
0: the grocery? How am I going to care for three infants? Yeah. And then my husband's do we need a bigger car? And then I'm like, I don't think I can go anywhere with three babies. My husband's like, do we need a bigger house? The <laughs> ultrasound technician's super happy. And then Dr. Raleigh comes in and she's like, you can't see us. And I can't see you. You have to go to a specialist right away and you're going right. to go all the time. And so then i like, start Worrying about having three babies because I don't want them to be preemie. I was planning on breastfeeding. It's just all the mm-hmm. all, the, all stuff. the issues from that. I um I was a little overwhelmed. So anyway, I had a migraine until the second trimester. It never mm-hmm. went away. By the wow. way, just throwing that out there from the hormones. Wow. I went to specialists with Norton's children. They were great. I was very fortunate to have such great care. And then I grew every day. Every day I got bigger. I had to let people know because it was very obvious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So well and and just real quick, just real quick, I don't want to interrupt you, but but No, you're fine. That is one of my cause I don't have a lot of these. I have had two babies, but but I had a much different experience than what you're describing to me. And and to me, one of the hardest parts about being pregnant was that beginning part. Where you there's like a huge stigma about telling people that you're pregnant. Yeah, I, I totally um, agree. Yeah, yes. and, and and but the but then you feel really um, alone, and I felt a very kind of depressed. I felt very mentally. And they're like,
0: "Don't tell people in case you have a miscarriage." Exactly. It's don't like, tell well,
1: anybody because I'm supposed to be ashamed of it if I have a miscarriage. Apparently, right. like, like, I'm like the- wouldn't
0: I want to tell people I lost a baby
1: so they could care about it? And yeah, care about me. Like, exactly, exactly. And like and- that was the overwhelming attitude I got from people because I told people around eleven weeks because I I can't keep secrets. I mean, that's just right. me. Well, and you don't feel very well, and you can't drink you're not supposed to drink alcohol well you're and anyone behavior, that knows me you know? that's like a major like giveaway right. it's like graylin's not drinking but
0: <laughs> right so then everybody's but, gossiping about you exactly. instead of just like, you saying it it's so
1: silly exactly i, I, I feel, feel like
0: there are some women that are coming out and trying to i think change that's the changing that. i do
1: think it's changing and, and, and I, I
0: i think that's good
1: yes and anyone out there listening i just really i really want us to try and all fight back about about this because it's, I found it to be overwhelming when I was pregnant anyway. Okay, go ahead. Right.
0: I agree with you. And when I had my miscarriage, I wanted people to know, and most people didn't say anything to me. They're like, better to keep it quiet. Better not talk about it. Cause it would make me uh, sad. I can talk about
1: it. Well, and, and that that's not the worst thing in the world to be sad. Like I, I feel like right. our culture is so, um, wants to avoid any unhappiness right. at all times. And it's like, I that's agree. not life. Right. It's good to be sad.
0: Mm -hmm. If you can feel sad, you can also feel joy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm You have to, you have to have all of those feelings to be able to appreciate them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I went to my first appointment with the specialist and I, I got so many ultrasounds and at the very first ultrasound at the specialist, the doctor came in and said, they labeled the baby. So it was baby A, B and C. And they said, baby B doesn't weigh as much as A and C. It's, it might be fine. We don't know. We'll monitor it. After that, we told everybody I was pregnant with triplets, but we didn't say, but one baby isn't doing well. We didn't announce that. But mm-hmm. it was, and then every appointment, baby B was growing, but barely, and the other two were growing. And then it was just the constant, what do we do? Mm-hmm. What, what do we do? And there were all these different options. So as the pregnancy was progressing, we met with like a neonatal surgeon. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I'm using the name right. Like a surgeon on tiny, tiny babies. I think that's right. And he's like, well, the baby needs to be so big before we can save it. And then you have to let us know, do you want us to save it? And And it's a girl and we named her Arwen. Do we want to save her? She will have a lot of, complications. Mm-hmm. And and then there was questions like, maybe you want to have the birth earlier so that you could try to save her, but then mm-hmm. that could hurt the other two. There were just, it was so I uncertain. Can't imagine. I cannot tell you how stressful it was. My poor husband and my mom and mother-in-law, they were so stressed out. I knew, I knew it wouldn't be good for me to be stressed out. Like mm-hmm. I bought a book on what to do for multiple pregnancies and it said gain a ton of weight by eating a lot of protein. And mm-hmm. eating all the time. So I did that. I gained so much weight, yeah. <laughs> over 75 pounds. Wow. And it worked. It actually ended up maybe saving my life. But anyway, it totally worked. But I knew not to be stressed out. So yeah. I just did my best and let, and then Chris, he said that's the stress most stressed out he's ever been his whole life oh, I, about I bet. the babies and about my health. And so just imagine the government having to get involved at week 29 arwen died mm. when we went to the to the ultrasound and i just can't believe how long she held on yeah it's it's really sad cuz we were at the point where we had made the decision we're going to do everything we can to save her yeah yes, save her do everything you can
1: mhm
0: and then right when we had made that decision then we found out she died so mm-hmm. that was really hard on all of us and then then i got what is it called when you have high blood pressure and you're pregnant? Oh, Oh, um, what is that name? I can't think of it. Anyway, I yeah. got that thing. Yeah. And I got I'll think of it. The in the minute. I got admitted into the hospital early. Like I went to one of my appointments and they just put me right in the hospital. I was like, man. And, um, then two days later, um, I had a C-section. So the babies were about six weeks early. I lost a lot of blood. It, I remember them saying that in the surgery and I was like, am I okay? This, the delivery was really hard yeah. because I had such high blood pressure. They had to make my blood pressure drop and I felt like I was going to die. And I was strapped down and numb and, and the doctors were just amazing. The anesthesiologist was fantastic. Oh. And I, I remember them saying, she's lost a lot of blood and I go, am I okay? And my anesthesiologist looked me in the eye and she goes, yes, you are fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, in a picture that I want to use for this episode, Graylin, is the mm-hmm. picture of them holding the babies up. You can actually see some blood Aww. in the background. It's such a cute picture, but yeah. I was really sick. Yeah. And then they got Arwen out. And this is something, too, that's very traumatic. And I'm sure other women have had to go through this. I, my, my body temperature dropped to 94 and I just constantly threw up after the oh. delivery. So I couldn't even see the babies because I was mm-hmm. too sick. So I had a boy Asher and a girl Adeline. Mm-hmm. And this person kept coming in saying, you need to tell us what you're going to do with your baby that died. I'm like, what? I did not know that that was a yeah. thing. Did, did yeah. you know that? Cause I no. didn't know that. So no. they didn't warn me. They just came in and said, you need to tell us your plans. And I'm like, well, I am throwing up. I can't even talk because I'm constantly throwing up. They're trying to like give me warm IVs and stuff to bring my, I (laughs) I mean, I
1: I can't imagine. I just, you know, I, I I keep saying that over and over, but I, I, it was, it's scary. Yeah. Um,
0: And so I told my mom, I looked at my mom and I go, mom, can you handle this? Yeah. And uh, my mom made the calls and I want to shout out, this is a weird shout out, but I want to shout out to Spring Valley Funeral Home on Spring Street in New Albany. Okay. My mom called them and they cremated Arwen for a dollar and they gave us a beautiful box for her ashes so that she can be buried with us. Mm -hmm. And so we have her with us now. And we had to go see them and they were just the sweetest people. So thank you, mm-hmm. Spring Valley Funeral Home. Yeah. You guys are wonderful. Aww. I asked the worker there and he said, well, the owner is just a really caring person. Like, yeah. So my Aww. mom helped me with that. Eventually, as I'm like throwing up, the doctor said I could go see the babies. Mm-hmm. So I remember yeah. at night I went to go see the babies and they're in their little ocelot thing. Yeah. yeah those and circle, I remember I yeah. put my hand on Asher and my hand on Adeline and then my my head drooped and I fell asleep because I was so exhausted, <laughs> and I yeah. told Chris I was like, I think I need to go back because I just had surgery.
1: Well, and anyway, you just been through a you you just had a surgery, but also you'd been through like a 10 month ordeal. yeah, it was of it was the was most very
0: stressful the
1: most stressful possible and prolonged stress
0: so, you know was, yeah so so we had all these decisions with Arwin. Can you imagine if we had to get the government involved, if they wanted Mm -hmm. to know what was going on inside my body, what if they needed to be involved in any of those decisions? I could have died. Something could have Mm -hmm. happened to the babies. I mean, the people making these laws are usually men that don't understand women's bodies. So they're making very terrifying decisions without knowledge. Mm -hmm. I don't want them there. I want my doctors that saved my life. Yeah. I, (laughs)
1: And and my family and Mm -hmm. and me, it's my body. And I think that's, I think that's something very easy for people to imagine. So imagine that situation, regardless of what you uh, had decided um, with Arwen or that whole time you would have been having to worry about the government government, and possibly facing criminal charges. Right. (laughs) I, I don't, and I don't want to presume to to think about what people who are pro-life think. I'm not saying I'm putting, assuming what they think, but I don't think that this is the kind of thing they mean. I, I talked,
0: I, I talked to a, a woman on my husband's side of the family that I haven't met, but she's one of his relatives. So we're Facebook friends. She messaged me and she said, listen, can I ask your opinion She goes, you seem like a caring person, but I know that you you support abortion. I saw her side and it Mm -hmm. was sort of terrifying because she had heard so much propaganda from right wing media Mm -hmm. and and also maybe her religion. Mm -hmm. She was thinking that women were having multiple abortions for fun. Well, that one woman's out there well, having and, four or five abortions for a
1: good time. Right. It's exactly. how and horrible her, that is. They're just out there killing babies. Her, and her it, language tells me that's what she thought, too, because like, I heard you support abortion. And it's like, well, people that are pro-choice and think abortion should stay legal aren't necessarily supportive of abortion all the time. Right. Like, yeah. That's not that's right. not what we actually mean. Uh, we are supportive that it remain a legal Right. Right. And that that it is, we should let, we should let women choose and that we shouldn't get involved and hurt women. Yeah. That that doesn't mean that every single person that believes that it should be a right thinks it's the right thing to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and so I feel like that's the jump people um, like that make is they assume that because you advocate for staying legal, you think it's, The right thing to do right and there's a lot of people um, who don't think that i mean right and and so um i i just and, and and i this issue is not my favorite to talk about i'll be honest i'm i'll be very blunt and say like when it comes to abortion it's one of my least favorite political issues to talk about people to talk to people about because i find that that the democrats don't do a great job at explaining what they want. Mm -hmm. And I truly find the pro-life movement to be an abhorrent use of white power, men's power, you know, white supremacy and patriarchy. So it's like the two sides. I I feel very, no one's talking in realistic terms like you are. How do we look at real life situations and, and, the real implications of this i wish the democrats would do this on a right. more it, um, national abortion, stage yeah if
0: abortion is made illegal it will be illegal in some states it will probably be illegal in indiana it will probably be illegal in kentucky but it will be legal in illinois so then we're like state versus state we're going mm-hmm. like one state's trying to help get people to come over, and the other state's trying to keep them there. It's like I don't want that for our country. I want united. Mm-hmm. I want to come together and care about people. That sounds horrible. Now I'm glad the states are—you know—some states will be trying to help, but I don't want to live in a state that is trying to hurt hurt women. It's terrifying. I, I,
1: well, and it's—it's it's those states have so many more people in it, so the majority of the country, you know, is not for this overwhelmingly is not supportive of overturning Roe. And so it's just so many women that live in, in red States are going to have to face the consequences of that. I mean, just. And
0: and they're going, they're going to turn to alternatives that could hurt them more. So instead mm -hmm. of going to a clinic with a doctor, they might look online and get an abortion pill, like the one I had to take, Mm -hmm. but it might not be an effective one because it's illegal. So it could.
1: Oh, I know. I mean, it's a disaster. And we we know that, of course, procedures. Yeah. 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 I mean, it still happens. It'll still happen. It's not going to stop abortions. It's going to it's just going to create a lot of um, it's going to stop safe abortions. But I
0: I do think women with power or men with power and money, they'll still be able to get safe abortions.
1: Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna hurt poor. Yeah. It's gonna hurt poor women. Well, and because women who have the means to travel will be able to get right get them, and it's just again like almost every single other thing, it's gonna affect poor people of color. And I listened
0: to a really good podcast called "American Dissected." The May seventeenth episode called "Abortion is Healthcare." Mm-hmm. The doctor on there said that seventy five percent of women that have abortion are low income. Mm -hmm. And that is another issue. I don't like the thought of abortion. I don't want babies dying, but maybe we could support these women that are low income. Well, of course give them free contraception, better Mm -hmm. sex education. If they want to have the baby, maybe we support them by letting them have really affordable
1: childcare I think in Canada, well, they just, just the did thing. something where it's and like $10 a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just the thing when it really breaks down. If you start talking about, you know, Republicans versus Democrats is that Republicans have no interest in social safety right. nets of any kind, um, yet they want there to be no abortion. So I, 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 I have made a loss of what they want. I don't know what they want.
0: I'm going to bring up a sticky situation mm-hmm. and I want everybody to know I'm gonna talk about the Catholics right now. And mm-hmm. I have I ha- I have many people in my family that are Catholics. I love them all and I have so much respect for you all in your religion. But I'm gonna talk about Catholics and abortion because it is really hurting our country. Huge. Um yeah. and I wanna talk since I spent eighteen years in a Catholic school, but I'm not Catholic, I wanna go ahead and give you my perspective. That's what I was gonna there. ask you. So, I didn't know if you were Catholic or not, but you did work. No, I'm not work Catholic. There. There, yeah, you I, taught yeah, there. Right. Right. So when I first taught, there was a religion teacher that taught sixth seventh and eighth grade religion and every year she would go around to the sixth seventh and eighth grade classes and say well whenever she had them for religion she would say well if you want to miss school on this day just get this paper signed and we're going to go to an abortion clinic and protest and it's going to be really fun and you get out of school so she'd get a whole bunch of yeah. sixth seventh and eighth graders to sign this and they would leave school and they would go to the abortion clinic and these kids did not understand the situation they're too young but mm-hmm. they had been told from kindergarten about it because catholics it's, it's taught yeah and they would protest and i remember the teacher coming back and saying it was so wonderful we convinced this many women to turn around they were crying and they turn around and go back in their car and i remember mm-hmm. a few years ago seeing one of my former students posting she went on that trip because she, one of those trips because she wanted to miss school and she didn't even know what abortion was. And she went and she saw a, a, a woman crying. And and now that she's an adult and realizes what she did, she is absolutely horrified mm-hmm. and filled with some trauma from that experience. So, you know, I personally do not think we should be having our kids do something like that.
1: <laughs> no. Well, and, and whatever happened, you know, I, I'm not sure what happened to it or if it was ever even a thing and we just say it was, but the separation of church and state, this is, this is shouldn't be even a, this shouldn't even be something we talk about with laws and, and, and how, well, I mean, how we make our Catholic, laws. They're, they're
0: like denying <laughs> communion to Democrat Exactly. Leaders. Yeah. So it's, it's very in there. And I just mm-hmm. want to point out, in the Catholic faith, men are making those decisions. Men mm-hmm. that women aren't allowed to be priests, mm-hmm. women are not held up there, they're not very high up. And I'm sorry, but men do not understand the situation. Mm-hmm. Some of them do, but not all of them. And, and mm-hmm. this group is run by men, and I, I just have to point that out.
1: <laughs> yes, well, it, yeah. of course, you do. I it's just I again, I'm at a loss for words because. This, this situation is so bonkers to me that that this is happening. But but we we knew it was going to happen. And and I feel like the when they leaked the opinion, and you know there was the outrage and and everything. Of course, I was upset and depressed. But I feel like it really hit home for me the the night Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Right. When, when she awesome. died, I knew it was over. I was like, okay, right. it's over. I mean, this is where we're going. And so to me, like, it's been so long coming that uh, it, part of me is like, okay, this is the direction we're going and there's going to be a reason for it. And I don't know what that reason is, but, but we're going there. And, and I right. think I think that there's going to be a lot of people that maybe at the moment think we're going in the right direction. And when they see the implications of this, they're going to be shocked. I don't think they get it. I yeah. don't think
0: they get that the two experiences I went through mm-hmm. would be a factor.
1: I think that they're just thinking of those. They people don't think of it. Yeah, they, they, think, they don't of think of those people that, or the health well, they think of those people that you you said um, someone mm-hmm. was under the impression that people are just going to get abortions, you know, whenever they feel like it, you know, right. um, that that is kind of the only view of it they have in their mind. They, and I don't want to talk about such a large group of people this way. But but to me, it's like they literally just haven't thought through the the implications right. of this, you know, well, like how they, many women think you get
0: do- emotional. I think you yeah. get emotional. Baby's mm-hmm. dying. I'm horrified. And it stops. You shut down because you're so upset and mm-hmm. sad. And just listen. There's more yes. to the story.
1: And to me, that's exactly what I think Democrats get so wrong, is that Democrats are also guilty of this. They only speak in emotion. And and right. I just think that, that we as, and I say we as the Democrat's we don't actually give the respect needed to the people who are pro-life in a lot of situations. I mean, I'll say that I, I I do stand by that, that I don't agree with the pro-life stance. That's obvious. I don't agree with it, but I know that that belief that people have is held in something very important to them and very much a part of their identity because it's wrapped up in religion. And so when you just flippantly just don't even give that two cents. That's never going to convince somebody, right? You're, you're right. never going to convince that person when you just disregard a massive part of their identity and a deeply held right. belief. So it, we have to be better as Democrats is like, OK, I vehemently disagree with you, but I'm going to have to look at you with respect and explain why I think what I think. And if they still yes. don't want to come to the table, they still don't want to talk, then that's fine. But but I don't think Democrats on the national stage and just as a culture, liberals have done a great job of that. And I think you see abortion is health care.
0: I don't think people mm-hmm. get it. You, yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that doesn't make sense. That, that doesn't make killing sense health care. It's they, like, no, no, that's not what it means. We have to break it down mm-hmm. and tell our own stories of what that yeah, exactly men. Men that have had their partners go through things can be a great advocate for this if it's very okay much. with their partner to share the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need to be talking about it in a mm-hmm. caring, compassionate way, like I'm trying to do with you all, because we don't get it. You're right. We don't, neither side does a very good job, and we can do better. So, yep, yeah, I, totally I want to share one story of my good friend, Alicia. OK, um, Alicia and Cody have been trying to have a baby for several years now and they go and get uh, fertility treatments and they had their first pregnancy mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And um, uh, Alicia shared that story with me. And it's very much. She basically could have died if um The government would have gotten involved because it was something that had to happen right away. So I'm going to read her story that she said to me and she said it was okay to share. So thank you, Alicia. I'm not sure I know all of the medical terms, but I'll do my best. Basically, the embryo implanted in my left fallopian tube, an ectopic pregnancy. I did ask my doctor and thankfully it hadn't grown to be anything more than an embryo. It would have continued to grow had we not caught it in time, which would have caused my tube to rupture and caused me to bleed out. At the ultrasound that we found out it was ectopic, we had two options. Take a medication to terminate or have a laparoscopic surgery to remove the tube and essentially the embryo. We tried the medication first. That was called methotrexate. The doctors monitored me very closely, taking my blood every other day for a few days, but my HCG wasn't going down and my liver levels were too high to take any more of the medication. I went in for blood work on April 12th. I got a call from the doctor around one that day and they wanted me in for surgery that evening. Just the way things worked out, I ended up going in the very next morning for surgery. They took pictures of my uterus and spot where the embryo had implanted, and it was just as big as my uterus. We could see where it was starting to rupture. We're so thankful we caught it when we did. Uh, My biggest fear was going to our first ultrasound and not being able to see the baby. And it was really hard when we went to both ultrasounds and came up empty. It's frustrating that anyone consider this a typical abortion, where it could be implied that I had a choice, but it was technically an abortion. The word just has such a negative connotation that I hate to call it that, but we had no other choice. The baby couldn't have survived and I could have lost my life, which I also hate to say because it sounds so dramatic, but it's the truth. So... This is yeah. my friend just a couple months ago. She had to have that surgery fast, getting the mm-hmm. government involved. And also the fact that she's getting fertility treatments. That's something mm-hmm. else that the government could get involved with. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's a whole nother And I just episode, want to but, get them. Um, I want yeah. to wish them good luck because they're still trying. Oh, you know, yeah. It's hard. Good luck.
1: Yeah. It, and I, I remember, I can't remember exactly where I saw it, but um, I saw it was a string of, it was a tweet, th- a Twitter thread. And somebody had put this out there right when the draft was leaked and everything. But so what we mean when we say the government getting involved is this person described their uh, mother and father. So she was a little kid when this happened. She was describing that her mom was having a baby, a younger sibling and was maybe halfway through the pregnancy. I can't remember and started bleeding and, Basically, lost the baby and was having a lot of bleeding and wasn't able to have a uh, miscarriage naturally. And so, her dad had to literally go to the because it, it was this and this was in the fifties. Literally, go to the town board or county board or a local seat of government and plead with these men to to let his wife have a dnc and save her life because she was in the hospital at that moment so he literally had to go plead with these men completely disconnected from her to just allow her to have this procedure that would save her life and so so that's what we mean when when we say with government involved like you would literally have to deal with that in the moment and sometimes there is no time right and, right. and, and so this, and
0: this was her case, there wasn't time. So, and so yeah. <laughs> we
1: know just statistically, if if is overturned in these states, they're going to ban abortion. There will be situations where there is no time. And, and that person is not going to make it right. I mean, that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we can yeah. say that safely. And so and also, are, are you being pro-life pregnant. then? Are you pro-life right. then? You know, like, that's right. where my mind goes. It's like at what point? Do you? I mean, that's not pro life, right? In a lot of ways, like this is. And so, when people, when you hear someone say abortion is healthcare, that's what we mean. Sometimes it right. is life saving. Yes,
0: I wanted to talk a little bit about what's happening in Poland because they're a little bit okay. far advanced, but this yeah. could be us shortly because it's so, the only in, other like westernized country that is right our only country who essentially actually went yeah, back went backwards right, on they, it yeah they did have abortion and now they have a right right wing government and now abortion is illegal and it's been illegal for a little while the government is actually creating a pregnancy pregnancy registrar where mm-hmm. the government will have access to the doctors records on women's health and so now women are scared to go to their doctors in poland
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Women that would be yeah. able to have children would be scared to go. So they're missing cancer screenings, all the things that you do at the doctor. So this is going to hurt the women in Poland,
1: and I'm sorry that that's happening over there. Yeah. And, oh, it's horrible. And and you know, yeah. I we we've gone this far, we've made it what 45 minutes, and we haven't mentioned Handmaid's Tale yet. But I, <laughs> you know, we have to. I think like it's very similar. Have you uh, read Handmaid's
0: Tale? I have, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. did you
0: read the author's note where Margaret Atwood says everything that's in the book has happened in real life? She's just putting it all in one government. Mm -hmm. So she's not making stuff up. It's all Mm -hmm. happened around the world.
1: I thought that was
0: interesting. It's really
1: depressing. I I stopped watching the show in the second season because I had a newborn and was pregnant. And so I I was like- uh, I couldn't watch it at first- born for the first season when trump became president then i was like okay i can watch it oh yeah i can watch it now yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) exactly well i just want to thank you so much for sharing your story i know that's not easy and i do think it's the way we we get to people i think it's the way
0: it it helps one person if it helps Mm -hmm. one person think about this and you can be against abortion and still want it legal you can have exactly two separate it's, it's not against a religion. It's okay mm-hmm. to say, I don't like abortion and I don't want abortion. And if someone in my life becomes pregnant, I will help them all I can. But I don't want the government involved to make it abortion illegal. I, yeah. I really hope that people that are holding on to that maybe know a little bit more now and can I hope so too. allow themselves
1: to see the situation differently. I hope so too. And I think this is how... We need to approach a lot of other issues too. Just listening to people. Just listen to people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: I listened to that person in my husband's family and listened to her side and she listened to my side and she didn't switch sides, but she understood my side
1: better. And that's something, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something. Well, do you have a recommendation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. Um, so Okay, so
0: I am recommending um, on HBO a documentary called Navalny. Mm. It's about Alexei Navalny, who yes. is Putin's
1: political opponent. Have you heard of him? I have. Yes. Yeah. I find him um, kind of fascinating. Me too. The yeah. documentary
0: is fantastic. I highly recommend I it. I want to watch it. It's just the part where Putin has tries to assassinate him, mm-hmm. and how they figure out it was Putin and how they figure out how he was poisoned. And it's thrilling how they figure it out. And then Navalny and his team are really good at putting things out on news sources and social media Mm -hmm. and getting out to the world because I knew, I don't know. I knew like half of the stuff in the documentary just from the news. Yeah. And then I saw why I knew it. Oh, he's so good at putting it out. Wow. I I really like following people that are that brave and willing to try to make their country better.
1: Yeah. He Um, is so brave. I mean, so, so brave. (laughs) I as always, I feel like you're gonna be you're gonna be right in line with Elmer's style of recommendations is a compared to mine because Elmer usually has something like really serious and cool. And I'm like, I like Harry Styles, new CD. Oh, I think that's great. We, we need both of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm recommending Harry Styles uh, new album, Harry's house. Uh, I think every song is a complete slam dunk and I've listened to, listen to, it to it many, it. many times. Yeah. I like Harry Styles. It's so perfect. It's such a perfect summer album. I love it. I think it's great.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to listen to that this week, and um, I'm excited about the movie he's going to be in.
1: Oh, I you know, know. What talking about. Yes, yes, I think I don't. I know he's going to be thriller. With, yes, um, and it's like a famous, really famous director.
0: I can't remember. I no, I can't think of her name. I yeah, can't, I can't think of her name, but yeah, I want to see that movie when it comes. Mm-hmm. Out.
1: He's great. He's great. Um, well, okay. I think that's all we have for today. So we'll see you again soon or we'll be with you again soon. And hopefully we have more information on the parks department and the playgrounds. That's right. That's what we're hoping, hoping crossing our fingers. Thanks everyone. Hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.